Welcome to the Podcrastinators pilot episode, bringing you a mixture of comedy, social and political commentary from New Zealand and around the globe. In other words, the show that's meant to make sense of everything, but quite often doesn't. Hello, I'm Darren Lees, a globally experienced businessman, politically to the right, stand-up comedian, comedy writer, and of course, podcast presenter. And I'm Matt Danaher. I'm an amateur writer, traveler, podcaster, and Instagram influencer, and professional union organizer and socialist who likes to be optimistic about the future. So, um, obviously, we had a we had a good laugh at Sweet Axe. Um, definitely up for some axe throwing in the future. If we ever if we ever come back out of lockdown, <laughs> I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't asked, but I assume Sweet Axe is shut under level three. So. Um, yeah. We're recording this on Thursday night, on the second day of Auckland's return to level three, the rest of New Zealand's return to level two. Uh, tomorrow at about 4pm, after an all-day cabinet meeting, we're expecting an announcement. I think it's at 4pm anyway. Or, 5.30. What time, sorry? 5.30. 5.30, is that okay? Um, so we're expecting an announcement tomorrow evening about where next. And there's various uh, dates, lockdown, uh, lockdown levels and time lengths being bandied around out there. I think me and you possibly agree on what the most likely one is. And um, to be honest, that's also my preferred one. <laughs> so it might be wishful thinking on my part. But Darren, what do you reckon? Look, um, I, I've got grave concerns if we go back into level four um, from an economic point of view. And for, for small businesses, I think this could be this could cripple hundreds of businesses if we have to go there again. I also think that our Prime Minister must understand that this could become political suicide to go back to level four again. I, as you know, I've had a few conversations with people across Facebook tonight around um, the view of where we should go. Yeah, and you always get... Yes, there were indeed, and we'll cover those another time. But, um, you know, you always get the argument of economy versus lives. And um, the truth of the matter is, and, I, and this is the point I tried to make, is if you absolutely rot your country, if you deflate your currency and you have interest rates of 25%, you don't really have much of an existence anyway because everybody's going to be broke, no one's going to own a house, and it's going to be almost a second world economy. So. I think where the Prime Minister's really got some difficult decisions to make here is really what is the future strategy of New Zealand? I think tomorrow is just, a, yes, it's about the immediate, but, you know, Ardern has always been about elimination. Now, my view is if you're going to open the borders, you have to expect that you're going to have infection. If you close the borders, you can have elimination. If you keep borders open, I think you can only wish for containment. Um, now, the problem with containment is, of course, you are always potentially at the risk of going to level three. And that means no hotels, no flights, no comedy clubs, no nothing. Um, but at the same time, Still I don't get... Still getting Uber Eats. I, I, I just, not, the ethical I just... Rival, not the ethical rival to Uber Eats, which I've obviously never took off. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> But, uh, but the problem is I don't think it's realistic to expect. If The problem is we, we went for elimination. Nobody's become immune to the disease. So the problem is if every time the disease hits the community, you have to lock down. 
there's only so many times you can do that before you start to do unrepairable damage to the country. You know what I mean? You can't. I think the thing you can live in a goldfish bowl forever is not. It's it's not realistic. I think um, it's important to know um, that I'm, I'm coming to the same. I, I come to the same view as you that level four is not desirable at this stage. But for me, it's more about. I don't necessarily buy the economic argument because I think that what's happening anyway globally means there's going to be a total transformation of, of the global economy, the national economy here. We just can't even imagine what it's going to look like next year um, for a whole host of reasons, pros and cons. And I just think that the old sort of order that we were living in, the post-war kind of um, politics has kind of come to an end now and something new is going to emerge and whatever that is, who knows. But for me, the dangers of going back to level four are, are more around and it's tied up with some of what you're saying about the effect on small businesses and stuff like that. It's much more around um, the effect on mental health and physical health as well of people. And I think that the decision that the government will be weighing up is about the economy. It's about COVID and it's about mental health and well-being in the long term as well. And just having seen the impact on people of the level four last time and the fact that we all came out of it and thinking, yeah, we've kind of done really well means that, it's not the same going back into it. Going back into it is coming back into it, not fighting for victory, but actually acknowledging defeat to, to some extent. And that's the dangers of level four for me. Level three is something that I, th I think going into level three for three weeks or four weeks is probably a sensible thing to try and uh, mitigate the outbreak and try and get on top of it and see how things are and kind of buy some time to make further decisions. But... Um, yeah, I do think that um, I've had a few drinks tonight, uh, <laughs> but I, I think that uh, I, I think that uh, I think that going back to level four would be extreme extreme gamble. Just to come back to your point now around um, elimination, I think Jacinda's always been clear. Actually, she's been misquoted before, but I think she's always been clear that by elimination she means from from the epidemiologists or however you pronounce it point of view of elimination which is where you reduce it to very small numbers um but not totally you acknowledge that you're not totally wiping it out and to be fair the government have never said that we've to we're totally in the clear they've just said um we've done well so far but it's always they've always acknowledged it's going to come back but, but to cover your point around the borders i think that's a fair point i think that open borders would be uh, if you're aiming for um, total elimination or even um, elimination from an epidemiological point of view, or however you pronounce it, uh, open borders would be a massive mistake. I think the current restrictions are not being as well managed as they could be. Um, and I think that it has improved since uh, Megan Woods took over, from what I can see. Um, but there's probably still quite a bit of work left. And I, to be honest, I think she's one of the most competent ministers in government. So I think that she's probably one of the best people to be in charge of it. Um, but I think there are real dangers with allowing people to, anyone, to return. Um, it's probably going to come back in again. And I think we have to acknowledge that. But just as final point, to touch on your point about immunity. Look, there's no such thing as herd immunity. We've talked about this before. The British uh, approach of allowing for herd immunity whether they admit it or not it's been proven to be total nonsense because of the way covid mutates constantly but probably probably there's no way of developing immunity to it the fact is it now exists it's out there it's being transmitted and it's what do we do to manage 
and mitigate the effects on our, our society and can we keep it reduced down to very very low levels and occasional outbreaks and occasional sort of localized lockdowns or are we going to throw up our arms in panic and do sort of level four lockdowns um really regularly or are we even worse in my view going to go around and say oh just let's give up trying to fight it and just let it in and see what happens and and then look at how it's gone in other countries including our home country so that's my initial thoughts on it are you indicating that you think a vaccine won't work because if a vaccine doesn't work then we're just going to be in the spiral forever ah so good point on the vaccine who knows my fingers fingers crossed and I'm not sure I'm convinced the Russians will have the vaccine first, although they're saying they do. I also wouldn't totally rule them out, don't get me wrong. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, one, if a vaccine comes out and it is possible for the vaccine to deal with the mutations and things like that, then um, then great, fantastic. And yeah, that would be good. But I'm kind of acting on the assumption it's going to be a while still. And look, um, and I'm not making a comparison between coronavirus and flu before anybody starts annihilating the page but i remember when i because i have a flu vaccine every year for pre-existing conditions and 10 years ago i remember when my flu vaccine had two variants in it this year i had my flu vaccine there are four variants in it so it goes to show that you know a vaccine is not going to be the panacea it's not going to be it's not going to deliver the end outcome you know it's going to deliver an outcome for a while but like the flu, you, and, and like you've just said, mutation happens. And, it, you know, the flu's never been eradicated. The common cold's never been eradicated. I don't think this is probably going to get eradicated, but it, it seems more virulent. It seems more deadly. Um, so I guess it's just, you know, what is the world prepared to live with? You know, because... If we stay in the state for another three years, effectively every international airline in the world is out of business. Um, pretty much every hotel chain is going to be out of business. You know, um, so at some point the world has to go, well, this is the least cause of resistance and the least cause of pain. Um, I'm certainly not sitting here saying we should have a number of people that we should allow to die. Um, and that's acceptable in exchange for the economy. But at the same point, you can't sit in neutral forever, just hoping and just every three months just shutting shit down. You know, no, like right. we shut right. down in April, we're here four months later. Are we going to be here again at Christmas shutting down? You, you can't. Probably not, no. Probably and I guess well, no, you definitely can't. You definitely can't. I, th I think um, I think that's absolutely correct. But what the right course of action is, I don't know. I'm just glad I am not going to be sat around that cabinet table tomorrow making a decision about where we go next. And on that note, because um, we were only going to keep this as a few minutes, a um, bit weird, randomly tacked on to the end of the Sweet Axe episode. <laughs> well, what, I, what you, I think what, we should get, get back together next week with or without a guest to see where we are if we're at level four um we can have a total rant and a moan <laughs> <laughs> and if we're at level three we can have a slightly more <laughs> slightly more reasoned consideration of uh, where we go from here if if we go to level three i'm gonna have a drink to celebrate if we go to level four i'm gonna have a drink to commiserate so yeah, in the um, same position but what's your prediction give us your quick prediction 
My prediction is um, two and a half to three weeks at level three. Yeah, I'm going with that. I, I, I just don't see level four being viable, but her announcement coming at 5.30 when all most workplaces close, I, fi- I find that an interesting time to make the announcement. Exactly. Well, it also no depends on they... No time to be able to... If, if you were going to do something pretty serious, you could talk through the night, not just turn up at 12 o'clock tomorrow and make it 5.30 just because it's convenient. Well, um, I don't think that's I don't think that's why they're doing it. And because remember, they'll say it, they'll give us a lead in as well. So if they are going to level four, they might say it's level four. On, which, as we saw with the exodus of people on the motorway trying to leave walk the other day, you know, there's pros and cons of giving notice as well. Um, yeah, but but you know, you've got to strike a balance and find out work out what the best thing is to do. And um, who's ever tried to manage something like this in recent times? Uh, and in fact, you know, last time it happened was the Spanish flu and everyone, the ruling, the ruling elites just threw up their arms and let it happen. Yeah. So no, no way of dealing with it. People are at least trying to deal with stuff this time. And a quick question. Yeah, another quick question for you. Another prediction that might we might be able to talk about next week. Should the general election be delayed? Based on current information I have to hand right in front of me, which is the same information you have, my my view, not just for petty partisan reasons, although I accept that it could come across that way, <laughs> is that it shouldn't be delayed. Um, but but See, would you think would you think the same way if the National Party had have had their launch campaign last weekend and no Labour Party launch campaign potentially before the election? There's no way you'd think that way. As I said, it might be seen as being... Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. You yeah, would think no, I, I, Judith Collins was on TV 20 hours a day. You would never buy into that. I um, She's too busy under the bridge. I don't... Oh. Um, I don't... Uh, I'm going to start calling her Judy. <laughs> Come on, then. Don't, <laughs> because... You no, know, because you know that I will get absolutely vilified if I go that way with Ardern. You're just... <laughs> You're just trying a populist vote. That's what you're trying to do. You're yeah, trying to get in the I'm populist with, vote. There's not many things I agree with Winston on, but populism is one of them. <laughs> there's no harm in populism. Um, but, no, I haven't... I don't know. I honestly don't know right now. Um, my preference right now would be not to delay it, but that might well change by 5.30 tomorrow or 6pm tomorrow. Yeah. I think we've got to be realistic about what we... Because we're not campaigning. You know, the, the, the Labour Party are not campaigning. No one's campaigning at the moment. And I, and the you know these conspiracy theorists coming out and saying that this lockdown's coming now to actually help the government, they you know that's just so ridiculous. The fact is, every day we're locked down, I think will probably cost us. Yeah, look, I um, I listened. To, uh, no, I totally agree. Um, I listened to you know you know I'm a bit of a fan of Hoskin, um, so I listened to Hoskin, and actually last week. The point that Hoskin made, and it was a remarkable, almost foresight, the only way that Labour could lose this election is a community outbreak of COVID. So I don't, you know, yes, of course, when there's a disaster like the mosque shooting, like Fakari White Island, um, there's always a chance for the Prime Minister of that time to be the hero, right? Because they're the person that's in charge of everything. They also could be the fall guy, for want of a better word, as well. So, 
Absolutely. You know, yeah, absolutely. If in two weeks' time, Jacinda Ardern and the Labour government have got this under control, community transmission's dead, there's no cases, she probably gets goes on to win the election. I'm never going to say deserves, but probably goes on to win the election. If we get 500 cases in the next month, she's probably going to go and lose the election. You might be right. Right, and on that note, <laughs> um, we'll, we've got a generic endings and everything i'll just tag them on <laughs> yeah episode 10 yes. thanks to guys at sweet tax and thanks to yeah. auckland thanks. comedy producer ian ireland for his time as well absolutely yeah must must note that that is ian is the other person talking in the uh clips that we're gonna be sprinkling throughout this episode oh but sprinkling uh, as in pixie dust or sprinkling as in no ian ireland uh his voice is like pixie dust <laughs> I'm sure you'll be happy for us to say that uh, and I'll tell you what I'm not just saying this and I'm now saying it away from Sweet Yanks but actually as soon as we're back to level one I intend to um, do a bit more Sweet Yanksing well, I do have to admit because it may not come across in the clips clearly you did win our little competition um, that was very addictive it was it was great and obviously it's always good to win Um but, um, you know, and as a national supporter, I've not been used to that much. So, um, you know, forget, to get one over is always nice. But um, I'm actually devastated because I actually made contact with um, Adam and I was lining up to take my daughter there for her birthday next week. And uh, now we're obviously going to be, I mean, it's inevitable we're going to be in three or four. We're certainly not going to be in two. That's for sure. So... My 20th wedding anniversary tomorrow is going to be under level three. And my daughter, thank you very much. And my daughter's um, 15th birthday next Tuesday is also going to be under level three. So, um, yep, that's the way it is. We will celebrate very heavily when this is all over. That's it. That's it. We just postpone. We don't stop. No. no. And on that note, we're postponing this podcast. (laughs) I'm stopping the recording.